This is Michael Power. This is Vince Azzarello. And, and this, this is our state, state of knowing. knowing. This podcast is all about things we know to be true, whether it be from past experiences, lessons learned, or ingrained in us from an early age. Get ready to hear our unfiltered perspective. Others will disagree, and that's a good thing. This is our point of view. This is our state of knowing. Mike, stop what you're doing right now. What am I doing? What? what am I stopping? There's an important announcement that I have to make. And it is this. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Vince. That, that is an important announcement. If you can hear the chatter that's going on behind us, is this your announcement that you're trying to get at? No. All right. Well, if you hear the chatter that's going uh, behind us right now or in front of us because you can't really see where we are, but we're at Off the Vine in Minot, North Dakota. You know, I'm surprised that we haven't been here yet. You know, what, know. what has taken us so long to get here? I don't know, but I, I've i been here personally myself several times. Yeah, so many times. And I love here. it here. It's 15 South Main Street is the address. 15 South Main Street, off the vine. They have d- delicious wine. they got a really good beer selection. In fact, later on tonight, this is a Friday night we're recording, they're having live music, which they have all the time, live music here. I think it's a, like a cover band or something like that. It's like called Hey Soul Sister or something. Yeah. I saw on, on the way on in the, on the sign. They've got a sign on the way in, right? Yeah, and, and they're, they're, they're going to start today. Uh, you know what's super, the which classiest thing? Fr- Friday. The classiest <laughs> ni- thing that I've ever been to in Minot is coming here after a date night with my wife and well we were dating at the time and there was a jazz band playing and we were just enjoying really? the jazz music i mean you couldn't get any class here we came over here by the by we're by the fire the, uh, fire. the fireplace here on the couches ensemble let's and say ensemble we had we had some wine there was jazz i mean you couldn't get any classier than if frank sinatra himself walked into the room it was fantastic there used to be a music venue across the street too and every once in a while, I'll hop across and get a glass of wine. Get some of that liquid courage before I had to perform, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, are you feeling self-conscious about your performing? Well, you? you know, sometimes I hold back on my singing, and I just need to let it out. And sometimes, like, a glass of wine. Yeah, I didn't want further details. I was no. just making a comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being so rude I today. You, you I'm are giving it to you today. I know. I love it. All right. Uh, I need more of this, Vince. Mike, we have so much to talk about that I we don't even have time to banter back and forth because I know that's really why people listen. Uh, Facebook.com slash Our State of Knowing, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram. We have all the we bases covered. All. So yeah. follow us. Find us and give us a listen. Vince, you got a new laptop battery. That's why we're able to yes. record at Off the Vine today. We, we were forced to record in certain uh, at certain locations because I did not have a, a laptop battery. It died. Now, here's the thing. Now, I have a MacBook, and they tell <laughs> you, they're like, you have to go take it in. You can't do it yourself. Baloney. So I unscrewed the bottom. It's a 2011 MacBook Pro. Unscrewed the bottom, saw the battery, took out the battery, per- and the battery... It, 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 this is 2017, and I bought it in 2011. I hadn't needed a new one until now. I that's crazy to me because they really normally good. last that long, longer. Not longer. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, not batteries. Okay. Laptops, but they're not batteries. Okay. That's the only thing that's wrong with it is the battery. So I took it out, and it was bubbled. It was no. Yeah, it had a huge bubble in it. So I was like, oh, that's dangerous. Could have exploded on me. Took it out, <laughs> and uh, I had to purchase a new one. Put it in. And there's only one little problem, but I think it's on me rather than on Apple or anything else. What's that? The problem is I bought an extra, uh, I bought another power adapter, 
And oh. uh, the original power adapter, you know, it, it frayed because those cords are terrible. Those Apple yeah. cords are yeah. freaking terrible. They Even for phones, uh, the yeah. iPhones, they do that too. My wife, she get, needs a new cord every six months because it just frays and gets just yeah. terrible. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you're right. So I did buy a new power adapter. I didn't want to buy a new Apple brand power adapter because they're like 80 bucks. So I bought one a third party China for 30 bucks. <laughs> so the battery doesn't last as long as I wanted it to last. Yeah. Um, it, it still goes by kind of quick and like not as quick, I suppose, but still a little quicker than it should. And it, I think it's because of this Chinese third adapter. party. Yep. Probably. And, and you know, I heard with Apple devices, if you do use third party stuff, phone phones can explode. And stuff like that. So yeah. you got to be careful with third party. Well, I know stuff. I, you do. You got to be careful. But it's I took cheaper. the chance. <laughs> I, I took the chance. I could have bought two of these for the price of one of the other ones. And I, I just, uh, at the time, I just wanted the cheap way, cheap way out. Oh, someone chimed in um, about one of the names of a high school or something like that. Oh, uh, quickly changing topics. I, is I'm Michael. sorry. Sorry, my ADD is <laughs> really kicking in today. What? Uh, the Devil's Lake Satans. That's not real. It's Devil's Lake Satans. I don't know what they changed it to, but it, they just That's changed it. That's what it used it. to be? Yeah, it used to be Devil's Lake Satans, and last they changed it six to ten years ago. Last uh, week, we talked about school mascots and names, if you're kind of just catching on late here. We talked about weird ones, funny ones, crazy ones, and we asked for your opinions, your thoughts, if you had any that you knew of, and you said Devil's Lake Satan's. Satan's. It's not even the devil's like devils. Like, no, I could understand devil's that. Devil's like Satan's. <laughs> and and it, I remember it changing because it was recent. Six to ten years ago, they changed it. I don't know what it is now. So did you play the Satan's when you were younger? I, you know, I didn't play many sports. Okay. So I guess I, I guess you wouldn't play it. It was anything. too far. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was far. too far away. That's true. But well, yeah, we got a lot of topics here, so I know we said we're going to jump in, but we had still had a little chit-chat. We did, we did jump in, kind of. My laptop battery, very important. Yeah. Because <laughs> now we have the freedom to travel and move. That's right. Uh, I'll first off, want to start off with saying a big happy birthday to the city of Minot. Happy birthday. Minot, for those of you who are unaware, the city of Minot was founded on July 16th in 18. No, wait, 1886? Yeah. Well, wait. then why are we 130 years old now? It must be 87. Must be 87. Right. The information we ran across said 1886. Oh, here it is. Incorporated June 28th, 1887. Okay. So Minot was founded in 86, but was incorporated as a town or as a oh. city in 1887. So yes. officially, Minot has been a town or city for 130 years uh, come on that Sunday. So it, we're having a celebration here. Happy birthday, Minot. Happy birthday, city of Minot. Uh, here are some random facts about the city of Minot. Shed uh, them on me, Vince. Jim Hill. You know, I, I know that there's a middle school named after Jim Hill. Yep, yep. Never knew why, never knew what for, but yep. now I know. Railroad. Jim Hill's Great Northern Railroad yep. ended its push through the state for the winter, ending up here in Minot. And what happened was... Uh, it, a tent town kind of sprung up overnight. Yes. And because of that, that's why it's kind of called the Magic City because simply it seemed like just overnight a city was formed and only because they stopped the railroad here like for the winter. And There's they're like, good oh, water well, source here. Might as well set up town. Yeah, yeah, you know. And you know what's actually really funny? I'm going to mention a different city here, but uh, Billings, Montana 
also known as the Magic City, for the same reason. Those jerks. I bet I they know. were the Magic City after us. I, I bet they were, but it was the railroad, too. They A town popped up overnight known as the Magic City. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, we should have a battle royale to see uh, who comes out should. the best Magic City. We should. They probably I, win. They're bigger, aren't they? No, I, uh, yeah, I think they Billings are bigger. Probably bigger. But you We know, know the Air Force, though. We do. We have military power. You <laughs> have military power. We got Billings over that. I think Billings is a little bit more liberal too, so uh, they don't yeah. have guns, most likely. Uh, yeah. So panty waist. <laughs> That's a discussion we should have sometime. Uh, but no, mine at Magic City. Uh, Jim Hill's a huge name, and Eric Ramstead's a huge name. And I don't know why Eric Ramstead. Do you know much about Eric Ramstead himself? Well, uh, <laughs> he was a homesteader. Actually, yeah. here, Eric Ramstad is convinced to relinquish his claim and become one of the many city leaders. So he kind of gave up his homestead or part of his homestead for the city of Minot. And, uh, and that's kind of how it became the city of Minot. He was like, well, yeah, sure, you guys can build a city on my land as long as I get to be a city leader. <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Well, it kind of happened. And we got school named after him. And you know what? My family up in Antler, North Dakota, farmed land for him. He had land up there. And my family farmed land for him. And when he passed away and his wife passed away, that land became my family's land. So, uh, actually, my grandpa was a pallbearer for Eric Ramstead. So, we're actually in, like, I'm talking at Ramstead royalty right now. Is That's that what it right, is? That's right, man. We're, like, tight-knit back in the day. You're like a founder of Minot. How does well, that feel? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, let's not go that more of antler, let's say. <laughs> Antlers Which more. I almost, we were trying to figure out where to record today. I almost was like, Mike, let's just go to Antlers. Let's just go, let's go to the I bar. I was so close, so close to saying that. You know, I think in the next one or the following one, we should do that. I know, we have to. We really <laughs> do. So, okay, so have connections to Ramstead, but why is it called Minot? Why is it called I, Minot? You know, you got me. You probably know more about this than I do. Actually, I do because I've been spending all day reading up on all it, day. studying. I didn't even work. You're like, happy birthday, <laughs> Minot. I want to know everything Today about you. is all about Minot, exactly. Amen. So the town actually named after Henry Davis Minot. I don't know how he pronounced it, if it was Minot. Or Minette. Or Minot or Minot or... Or my, my not. Only he knows and the family knows. Yeah. <laughs> Minot, uh, a railroad investor and friend of Jim Hill. So friend of Jim Hill. Jim Hill only got a school named after him. And yeah. this guy who's a friend of Jim Hill who actually founded the town, he got it named after him. That's that's seems like Jim Hill got gypped, you know? Yeah, he kind of did. The city incorporated Ju uh, June 28, 1887. Uh, let's see. Minot was a typical western boom town in its early years. So now we're moving forward a little bit in Minot's history. Yes. Uh, the 1950s strategic air command bomber and Minuteman missile base in, in 1969... Uh, there was a flood. You guys, you know about the flood yep, of 69? The flood of 69, yeah. That's what all of the uh, older generations talk about. Uh, the, baby, build, the baby boomers, you yeah. know, they were young during that time. And so they built they a bunch of that. dirt dikes back then. Yeah. So flood of 69, uh, flood of the Suez River devastated the city. Uh, following that, the Army Corps of Engineers straightened the path of the river through the city and built several flood control structures. Nice. So that's kind of uh, the history, and then of course the flood of 2011. If you wanted to go history, 
by natural disaster. I think that's what it would be. Tornado and antler in 19... Uh, <laughs> 1911, I believe it was. Are we, are we throwing historical facts out yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Minot was also known as Little Chicago. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because of during the Prohibition days, Minot actually has a lot of underground tunnels downtown, and they would store alcohol. And the train system, thanks to Jim Hill, um, they could bring the alcohol down to Chicago to Al Capone. So have you ever been in one of those tunnels? I, I think I've seen. I mean, Ramstead, come on, man. You were tight with them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the Illuminati, you know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The Minot Illuminati. <laughs> but no, if you go to some of these old foundations of the buildings, you can see pat like long hallways and that are dark and not lit. Really? And I bet some of those are tunnels. That's so weird. Also, uh, the Chicago Club used to be a strip club in town, and now the mayor of our city. He is the former owner of the Chicago Club. <laughs> so. That's Minot in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not going there. And that's why he almost lost. Hey, I'm okay with it. It was a business venture for him, and then he got rid of it, and then he became mayor. He's mayor. Anything is possible. As, to quote Kevin Garnett, anything Any, is possible. That All right. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't able to vote. Why? Oh, that, you weren't I was, in town. I wasn't living in Minot. Right. I was not living in Minot. I could not vote because I was outside of Minot for a while. I voted for our mutual friend, Kevin Muir. Yep, he, he was a write-in, lost by uh, like 300 votes. It was close. For him being a write-in and to lose by that much, speaking but, of... But you know what's sad about that? What, what's sad? That the population of Minot is like, what, 40, 45,000? You're going exactly where I was going to go. And six to 7,000 people voted. That was it. Pathetic, Minot. Pathetic. That's pathetic. Minot... On Pathetic. your 130th birthday, you should be ashamed. <laughs> you don't uh, look good for your age. It's I'm like, just kidding. I mean, I mean, that's why we got the the owner of the strip clubs as our mayor now. <laughs> oh, Chuck Barney's not that bad he's of a, a guy. Good guy. I like him. Yeah, he's, he's an all right guy. Uh, from what I've, you know, had interactions with him, he is a good guy. I know guy. his son, and I am friends with his son. Right. So, so Chuck Barney, way to go. Yep. Keeping places like Off the Vine open. He comes here That's quite right. often, actually. So yep. who, who yep. knows? Maybe he's here while we're talking about him. <laughs> no, and, like, I have, I just think it's very ironic that you go from one thing to the other like that. Right. And I have nothing against the guy. So You know, I do want to say this before we move on. Uh, did you ever know the former mayor, Kurt Zimbelman? No, I did not. Uh, I was he was the mayor during the 2011 flood and he gets like a really bad rap. I don't really know why, I guess. I don't know if it's it's the f what happened with the flood. I mean, there was nothing really that he could have done more. I mean, they had meetings all the time. I don't know what he did wrong, but apparently a lot of people don't like Zimbleman. A lot of people try to compare the flood of Grand Forks to what happened in mine at okay. here. But what happened was uh, Bill President Bill Clinton uh, came to Grand Forks and signed a huge bill and made, uh, what is it, FEMA, give a lot more money to the people and compared to Minot. Who did that? President Bill Clinton. Oh, President Clinton came to yeah. Grand Forks. Right. He came to Grand Forks and like forwarded a bill. What does that have to do with Zimbleman? See, I think that's what people are thinking. Uh, like, oh, like he didn't do enough he didn't to reach do out? Enough. Or? Yeah. You know, and people like to compare in this and that, but the thing is, FEMA doesn't have any money. You know, it's like the president didn't come and like sign a bill like President Bill Clinton did. Mm. So, I mean, it's a little bit different circumstance. Yeah. And what happened, I think it's better because now we're 
moving on and i mean we got a lot of zombie homes but i mean we need to take care of but i think the community really came together in that time of need instead of just taking money right uh one other thing i want to mention about uh minot's birthday uh there is a blog that i found today called minot memories it's like minotmemories.com or dot net or dot org or dot really edu or i don't know (laughs) it's one of those uh, and it's actually, it's updated quite often. Like, it was updated today and yesterday and the day before. And it has old pictures and descriptions of things that happened in Minot, like old businesses that used to be open. This is really interesting. Yeah, like, it has descriptions about the old Miracle Marts that used to be here. <laughs> it, it talks Piggly about... Piggly Wigglies. Uh, I don't know if, if there was one, maybe. There were, sure. yeah. There was, like, it talks about old grocery stores that were here. It has pictures of downtown, how it used to look. It was an old, an old movie theater. They just posted about an old movie theater. So it was really cool. And... Um, you should check it out if you want to know more history behind Minot. Uh, Minot Memories, the blog. Just search, search Minot Memories in Google. You'll be able to find awesome. it. Awesome. I mean, I'm going to do that right after this, yeah. actually. I was. <laughs> here's what I was trying to do, Mike. When, when I knew we were going to talk about this today, I, <laughs> I was trying to search for scandals in Minot, like how to explain Minot throughout the years in s- scandals, you know? And there's not many and scandals? And I couldn't really find anything. The only one I could find that was the most prominent was the, uh, semi? It was pretty recently when the Air Force uh, had that mishap with the nuke. Oh yeah. yeah, people got let go. Yeah, there was a major changing of the guard up at the Minot Air Force Base because of they lost track of a nuke, a live nuke, a live nuke on a plane that took off. Yes, so that was the biggest scandal, and that was <laughs> what like 2011, 2012, something oh, like that. Oh, it was it was pretty recent. Yeah, yeah not you're that right. long ago. But, I mean, it's hard to find any dirt. It really is. I mean, it's a pretty wholesome town. Right. Um, I, I love it. I grew up here. I keep on coming back. I'm here again. Right. So, and I'm glad that you took interest. You know more history about Monet than I do. <laughs> but, I mean, that's your personality. You, like, engulf yourself. Yeah. When you're in an area, you're like, I'm going to know the history. I'm going to get enriched with this knowledge. Right. Because knowledge is power. <laughs> And, you know, I do admire that just because, like, you inform me and I said, hey, this, this is interesting facts. Uh, other interesting things, moving on from Minot's birthday, uh, North Dakota had a special visitor. I don't think he was here for any birthday of any sort, but uh, a very famous person came to visit North Dakota uh, this past week. Mike, do you do you know who it is? Actually, you did before we... I, I did. Do I don't know, know how to pronounce his last name, and a lot of people are going to make fun of me. But uh, Mark from the founder of Facebook. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg is yeah. who it is. Mark Zuckerberg. That's a band behind us. If you can hear us, they're warming up. They're supposed to play at eight. <laughs> they're supposed to play in like 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get through this. It's anyway. gonna be a sound check. Yeah. We'll just listen yeah, to the we're music. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna jam a little <laughs> bit. But that's really cool that Mark came to visit the oil fields. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, now here's the deal with what he did. He decided that he was going to visit every state. He made a plan. He's like, I'm going to visit every state. And in those visits, he was going to do something special in in those visits, I guess, at each one. Learn something about each state. Okay. And he's kind of like me. He's going to visit, and he wants to get the full experience and know exactly what's going on. And he's specifically concerned with energy and how it is 
uh, produced and how it is consumed, and uh, that's why he came to North Dakota. Now, he actually he didn't visit Fargo. He didn't visit Grand Forks. He didn't visit even Minot or Bismarck. He visited Williston on Tuesday. That's so crazy. So came to Williston because he wanted to tour an oil rig. He wanted to see exactly how, how they did it, what fracking was, you know, how much oil they can get out of the ground, how good, how much good that it does. If it's good, is it bad? Like w- what people yeah. are reliant on this oil work. Well, and I bet he's a, an investor himself. So, I mean, like he wants to get his hands dirty and see things. So, And he also, I think that he really is curious about energy and how effective it is going to be as far as uh, oil is concerned, okay? Because yeah. North Dakota is very dependent on our economy. Fossil fuels. On, on oil, right? Yes. Our economy is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I could put a percentage to it, but it feels <laughs> like 90%, you know, like eight, 75% maybe based on oil. Because that's how many, I mean, that's what people come up here to do, to work, oh, yeah, to work in. Definitely. So Mark Zuckerberg is a big uh, advocate for renewable energy. He doesn't want to use oil anymore, basically, you know. But he came here. He got to know some people, talked to some just regular Joes who work in the oil field. And he had some interesting comments on a really long Facebook post that he uh, that he posted after his visit, and it was pretty cool to read. Did you buy up and I did not read. Did you get a chance no. to read that? Uh, well, he, there are a couple of things he he brought up a lot of issues in that Facebook post about North Dakota. Many <laughs> many of them we have been dealing with for the past three, four, five years. Yeah, and it's like not news to us, but it was news to him because he just didn't know. He's not aware. He's California, you know what? What does he care? <laughs> So he came here, and uh, a couple of things he mentioned on the Facebook post was um, the male-to-female ratio, how a city like Williston expanded so rapidly, which you have mentioned before. I, You know, I lived in Williston uh, 2009 to 2012, and I was kind of the height and where I was growing, and it was ridiculous. The roads, literally, they would groove down to where my car would bottom out on pavement, like there's so much traffic, truck traffic, uh, the violence skyrocketed. Um, but I, I think I know where you're going to this male to female ratio. Yeah, male to female ratio, 10 to 1. And yeah. it's also been proven that uh, when a society gets to those numbers, crime increases. That's so That's scientifically crazy. proven. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad I have, you know, a fiance and you, you got a wife. So, I mean, we're sitting pretty good. <laughs> But we're doing our part to make sure women stay in North Dakota. <laughs> and less crime happens. <laughs> less crime, right. <laughs> That's right. So if you know somebody, hook them up. Uh, because Bring all the ladies. Less, less crime. <laughs> So that's that's the male to female ratio. Also, uh, man camps. He talked about that and how they live. And uh, also, this was the main part of his visit, I think, was the struggle between renewable energy and fracking and and oil. Because he he came here and he discovered that a lot of people are making their living this way. And not only that, they're proud of it. They're making six figures, but they're proud of what they do. The people he talked to, they're very proud because they're making a real impact they're bringing us energy they're giving us the ability to record this podcast in north dakota because we wouldn't have any energy without it you know what's kind of funny to me is to make the renewable sources that they want it takes 
things that run on oil, that run on fuel, that run on this to make them. And it, it, you know, there is a struggle. It's nice to have renewable sources because it rejuvenates, you know, but the fossil fuels, oil and stuff like that, it's, there's a need for it. There's always been a need for it, like lighting a lamp in the old days. But uh, what do you think about this? I I think I agree with Zuckerberg. He said in that post, there's going to be a time when we're going to be fully reliant on renewable energy. Do you believe that's true? I believe we'll get to a point like that, but in our lifetime, no. No, I don't believe that. I think we should work towards that, yes, but I don't think it's going to be in our lifetime. And, man, I love driving cars that use fuel. I really do. Well, given time, everything is going to improve. You know, everything, technology always is pushing forward and there's always going to be another brilliant mind to come up with a new technology that makes a car that runs on electricity actually have guts. That's going to happen at some oh, point. I know. You know? And I mean, Tesla, the Tesla cars. Did are... you hear about this new announcement from Tesla, by the way? What's that? Just this past week, they released a new car that is actually affordable for everyone. It's like 35 grand or something. No. And it's an electric car for everybody. Yeah. No. I remember when they made their first affordable vehicle when it went down to $70,000. This one's like thirty-five. That's insane. Isn't that cool? You know, the only problem with that is I want to see how well it does in a winter um, because it is running off a battery. And you know what batteries do in extreme cold. Yes. They just drain. This prevented they don't me. Work. Prevented me from buying a Honda hybrid. Remember? Were you with yes. me? Yes. You went, oh, yeah, when yeah, we went down. We went down yeah. And they tried to start it and it would it not start. start. And I just don't understand how it's going to work in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, you know, in California and the south and even the east coast and the southern part, it will work. And, and they already have routes. And I, we talked to the people in Tesla um, in California. We talked to a dealership. And you can go to gas stations. They'll drop the battery, put in a new battery so it's a fast go charge so you don't have to wait there four hours for your car to charge oh, that'd be nice yeah so they just swap out batteries wow which is brilliant yeah um i i mean their their platform's going to be great uh, and i think they're going to do great things but they're going to need to insulate a battery somehow where in north dakota when it, it wind chills up to you know negative 60 80 degrees below zero um how, how are you going to get this car to start well, you know, Mike, it's interesting since we're talking about electric cars and stuff. North Dakota's economy is going to have to change. Yes. Once we get into renewable energy, something that is more feasible, that is more uh, widespread. Because right now, like, I don't think there's a charging station. Like, there's one at, like, Minot State. They have, like, an electric car and a charging station where you can actually charge really? your car. Yeah, they have one on campus. But that's the only one I've seen in the whole state. There might be some in Fargo or something. But, you know, this economy is going to have to change because so much of it is based around oil. When, when the big push comes to stop drilling, what is North Dakota going to do for money? You know, we're always, uh, you know, with military and stuff, uh, I think oil is going to be a necessity. Um, and I, I don't think that's going to slow down for that. And I think we're going to have somewhat of an economy for oil for a long period of time. 
but for the general public, I think we're going to open up more renewable source sites here. I think there's going to just be new plants being put all over the nation. So we're going to create jobs within our own state by creating a renewable energy source here. I mean, we already got windmills and people have to, um, to service them. So, I mean, we already have started that. And since North Dakota is such a windy state, you know, we have tons of these all over the state. They have more in Iowa. We need to they, harness. We need to harness more, in my opinion. They we need do to have more. more in Iowa, but if you've seen north of Rugby in North Dakota, they have a huge plant up there. Uh, there there's tons of plants that you just don't see because they're way off the beaten path. Uh, you'd be surprised on how many. It's my favorite place to go, off the beaten <laughs> path. But, but, I mean, North Dakota is tapping into some of that renewable resource. Like you're saying. Well, I think now I agree it is a long way off, but North Dakota as a state and its leaders needs to start thinking about that day when oil is is going to be obsolete. Just because even if it's a hundred years from now, start planning as early as possible. I'm not saying you have to come up with an idea tomorrow, but it needs to be in the back of your mind. Hey, what is this state going to do once? I'm sure in the, the political realm in North Dakota, it's already in the back of their mind because we've been banking off oil for so long and we see the way that the country is going mm-hmm. that it'd be foolish for them not to think about that. So I bet they do have a committee. And, right. I, and, and it's just not in the public's eye. I, because it'd you be, don't know. Do you know that? Do you, you're just saying. You're guessing. You're it'd hoping. It'd be so ignorant. It'd th- be so ignorant if they did not have a committee for something like that. Never heard you talk so positively about government. <laughs> well, because it's a state government I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not talking about a na- nationwide government. I'm not talking about the federal government, Vince. Right, right, right. <laughs> talking about North Dakota. <laughs> well, Zuckerberg also had an interesting uh, talk about the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline because... Uh, you know, as you're probably, as you could probably guess, I don't think he's for it. Uh, he didn't necessarily say, but he did say that uh, here in North Dakota, what's going on? Here in North Dakota, there was there were cheers when the Dakota Access Pipeline was uh, allowed to be built, and Trump, President Trump, said, you know, finish it. There were cheers. People enjoyed it. People wanted it because that means more jobs. More money, more you know, economy th- things flowing into the system. More oil, of course. So they were happy about that. And Zuckerberg, he he put that in a way that was like it totally makes th- sense for North Dakotans to be pro Dakota Access Pipeline because it's going to help their economy. That makes sense, and I appreciated yeah. that. Instead of him just saying, "Oh, you guys are you know just tr- love to dig up the land and, and destroy it, and that's terrible." No, he actually looked at it from their point of view, and I appreciated his perspective on that. Well, that's good that he opened his mind. But, uh, you know, my, one of my coworkers actually brought this up. Uh, I was talking with him. And because we were like the last bit, the last bit of peace for this, this pipeline. And we had a big stink about it, you know, the whole Standing Rock uh, development. And how long is this job going to last if that's the last little bit that's like two percent of the pipeline get a job for a year two years and then what you know it's it's not a continual job and that can be you're just talking about building the pipeline once it's in oh there's maintenance and whatnot no but yeah no i think you're missing what i'm saying the dakota access pipeline is going to bring more oil through 
So in essence, the state will be able to get more money from that oil. So the okay. economy will I grow. S- That's I see what you're I'm saying. not talking about the workers and, and things like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, my coworker was more focused on the, just the, the labor pipeline, of the labor building of the pipeline. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But no, 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 you're right. You're right. Like that's going to be wonders. Right. So he had a really good insight on that. I enjoyed that. Also, uh, Mark mentioned that he stopped by Watford City for some reason. The the home of my fiance's parents. Exactly. Yeah. He was he was literally right there, the home of your fiance's parents. Yep. And it, that, he didn't say anything else about it. He just said he stopped there because someone in the comments section invited him to Watford City. And he goes, I was already there. And that was the only comment. That was all I saw. So after we mention all this, what's Facebook? <laughs> and that concludes our podcast. No, I'm Gosh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry so to add to you. I thought that was really cool. The fact that yeah. he is dedicating himself. I mean, sure, he's got the time, money, and resources to do whatever the heck he wants to do. But I'm glad that he chose to come to North Dakota and learn more about how we basically bring energy to the entire you know, United States, how that oil comes from here. you know. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And I bet he wants to understand worldwide things because Facebook is worldwide. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's public. Like, it. There's stocks of Facebook, and this guy's just banking. Yeah. And he just seems like he wants to understand how this world works and try to give back somehow. Right. So uh, that's really cool that he came to North Dakota. Hey, Mike, you know how you know you're old? <laughs> Why? If you remember typing in thefacebook.com. I don't remember that. Oh, well. I had I'm to wait then. until Facebook w- was open to outside of colleges. Did you? I had to, That's yes. right. Of course you did. Because yeah, I went to, to. Applebee's, yeah. which was not accredited school, which <laughs> that didn't, wasn't allowed for Facebook. Anderson Anderson University in Indiana, I remember typing in thefacebook.com and spending an entire day adding people, adding really? friends. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. It was such a blast to add people. And so could good. you like find people in your classes and add them? Like I think that's... Like how we, they started basing it off of, we right? searched. We just searched by name. Oh, uh, okay. So we searched ju- just as many names as we could come up with, and then friends of friends and things like that. Oh, it was so awesome. See, what Facebook was to me when I first went to Bible school, yeah. they give you a little directory with everybody's faces in it. <laughs> I know. And they called it f- the Facebook. That's what it was for him, too. Yeah. Have you seen the mo- Did you see Social Network? No, I haven't. It's a really good movie. I got I got you know I got to see it. It's I've, really I've heard good. Great things about it. Is really. I should let you borrow it. I have it on Blu-ray. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love it. to watch it. It's really good. Okay, uh, moving on from Facebook and now moving to uh, let's go to another social media trend that is happening <laughs> that is worrying me, Michael. Oh yes. It's worrying me more than it's worrying you, and I'm kind of confused as well, to why. I, I, it kind of worries me, but not really. I really this have nothing to This thing creeps hide. me the freak out, man. Here's the deal. Snapchat. How many people have Snapchat? Uh, a lot of people have Snapchat. A lot of people have Snapchat. Uh, they actually went public not too long ago. And really? Yeah, that, with an IPO, and <laughs> the stocks have been... They had a, a little spike up and then plummeted. That's what happened to Facebook right away, though, too. Well, I don't see an uptick in, in Snapchats the <laughs> same way. I don't see it. Anyway, Snapchat, they've got a new feature, and we're probably a little bit late on the game in this one, but we were going to talk about this last week, but we didn't get to it. Uh, They have a new feature, and it is a map feature, and it allows (laughs) you 
to see exactly where everyone is. Basically, it is a tracking device on your phone. And yeah. you can see exactly where all of your friends are if the map feature is turned on. Yes. Doesn't that freak you out, Michael? It, it kind of freaks me out, but I'm not, I'm not using it for the wrong purposes. And it's only accessible by who's on my friends list. And granted, I have 100 people on my Snapchat. Uh, and I, maybe I don't want all of them to know where There's I'm at. There's not one shady person on there that you're like, oh, man, yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah, one. yeah, yeah, possibly. Because <laughs> I, I kind of use it for marketing, like yeah. I use Facebook for. Right. But, it, it oh, man, it, it's kind of cool because, first of all, even before the Maps thing, they, they um, partnered with Bitmoji. Uh Bitmoji is just like you make it a an avatar of yourself, and you it puts you on memes and nice use of the word avatar. Oh, thanks! Seriously, wow, that thanks. was serious. <laughs> thanks, I did something smart for once <laughs> in your mind. They're little cartoon, they're little cartoons of people. I would that's what I would like have said. You said avatar, avatar, which you just you made me look dumb on that <laughs> one. <laughs> but I mean, I actually had Bitmoji before Snapchat partnered with them, and people thought I was dumb. But then Snapchat partnered with them, and everybody has a Bitmoji. I don't have a Bitmoji. I do not have one. My wife keeps insisting that I get one, but I refuse. I don't. I want know where one. your wife is 100 percent of the time now because of this I, new Snapchat. I know, and I don't like that. And uh, but I'm not gonna like come and like hang out with you guys and be like, oh, Vince is lying to me. Because that's right, I can't lie to you anymore. When I if I tell you I'm out, I, you can you'd find see, out. See, the thing is, I have nothing to hide, <laughs> and I'm not too worried about like my <laughs> friends list on Snapchat, like where I'm at. But I mean, the thing is, if people really want to hack and look at where you're at, you have GPS on your phone already, and they can find out where you're at no matter what. So that's yeah, but that that. No. No, this that's makes stupid. it easier for a anybody. Majority, yes, a majority of people don't know how to hack your phone and figure out where you are. Yeah, I sure, know, but the people do. that are going to make a stink about it and like and cause problems are the people that are going to know how to hack your phone. Well, Michael, I know you're you're not going to have any more exes anymore because you're going to get married. But what if your person who was with somebody and they have a bad breakup and the ex goes crazy? You turn off your location. Mm. It should not be a service. I don't like it. It is too invasive. I want my privacy. I will t let you know where I'm at. All you have to do is text me and ask me. I don't like that Snapchat feature. I mean, this is progression. I mean, everyone's going to know where everybody's at. I mean, honestly, because... because not me. I'm off the grid. Everyone's like, oh, we got Facebook on our phones now. We got this on our phones now. I just want to be private, blah, blah, blah. No, you haven't been private for years because you have you have a smartphone. Come on. This is just progression. This is just new. And it's just going to be a little awkward for a little bit until everybody has it. And then it's going to be normal. It's going to be normal, like having a Facebook app on your phone. You know, I heard this new map feature was voted the favorite feature by all stalkers nationwide. <laughs> That's what I heard. I, I bet. But, I mean, you have to allow people to see you. Rated number one in Stalker Magazine. You can choose to. You can see. So. Uh, the audience of Creepers Live voted it top app. Favorite I have not. Well, <laughs> I almost tried to use it once because our, our bass player in our band has a, a Bitmoji, but he turned yeah. off his location. That's but right. But I wanted it's to see if he right. was working or not. 
but I couldn't see where he was at, so I had to ask him. That's what you do. Have interpersonal interactivity. I, you know what? I'm almost done with cell phones completely. I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> do you want to go back to the old flip phones? And you know like what I want to go back to? I want to go back to the times when I ask my wife something, she doesn't say, hold on, and Google it instantly. I want her to either say, I don't know, or give me an answer. I don't want her to have to Google search everything. Or we're pull out the encyclopedia. Let's go to the library together and research this. We're becoming a dumber nation because every oh, time someone says, I who, agree with that. Who wrote that song? You're going to look it up, say it, and then forget it in five minutes. What, what we need to do, though, is like when we have all this involvement with our phones and having Google the Internet at our fingertips, challenge our minds. Not just go to it right away, but when you look it up, Try to remember it and like exercise your mind. It, it, it can be damaging, but it also can be a great tool Whatever. and actually help you learn the Whatever. right answer Whatever. instead of being like Vince who Whatever. thinks he's right all the time. I am. <laughs> Speaking of, this is the only reason I have a smartphone. You want to know what the only reason why I have a smartphone now? Why is that? Uh, because Sega, remember the classic game company, Sega? They I had, do. They had the Genesis, the Dreamcast. That's where I played Madden for the first time for football. Well known for Sonic the Hedgehog and games of that uh, nature. Sega is now releasing full games for free on mobile devices. Really? Full games for free. I can play Sonic the Hedgehog on my phone. The whole game, full That's thing. awesome. I'm glad there's like a, a big gaming platform that's doing something like this. This is an app that I can get behind. Everyone is nostalgic for original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, Sega Genesis even, and sure. Sega is doing something about it. So they're releasing their games on mobile phones. It's called Sega Forever. It's this campaign where every, I believe it's uh, every couple of weeks, no, it's new games each month. Each month they will release a few more games. Uh, right now, they have released Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, Crazy Taxi, nice. Comic Zone, and Kid Chameleon. Now, I will say this. A game like Sonic the Hedgehog is really hard to play on a phone because what it does, and I've let you play it, Mike, is it gives you a silhouette of the control pad and then the buttons or your other uses your to control. Controller, yeah. it, it gives you kind of a silhouette on the screen. So you have to kind of cover a little bit of the bottom of the screen when you're playing and it, it's not tactile you know it's it's flat surface so it's harder to judge exactly which way you're going and it's it's hard to sure, do that yeah so a game like sonic is really hard to play a game like altered beast pretty easy because you just move forward and punch and kick and you, it doesn't move that fast that's cool so you don't have to maneuver quickly you can just move punch kick a lot easier to play than uh, than a game like Sonic the Hedgehog. So you do like Mortal Kombat. Is this going to be on there? It could be. I don't know because Mortal Kombat was not developed by Sega or published by Sega. Oh, really? This is going to be games that are specifically published or developed by Sega. See, because Mortal Kombat came out on Super Nintendo as well. It's actually made by Midway. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So I don't know how many third-party games they're going to have. Probably no third-party games. It's all going to be games that Sega developed and published. So Vector Man, you can expect to see that one, which Lion I love Vector Man. That's a Disney Interactive slash oh, Virgin Interactive. Man, you know all yeah. this. I'm Disney, so glad. Right. Uh, the good news is Virgin Virgin Interactive, no, they were owned by Disney. So yeah, that doesn't really have anything to do with Sega. But uh, 
Yeah, so probably not that one either. It's going to be more, mostly Sega properties, which, you know, I ask you to name a Sega property, and you're going to be like Sonic, and then probably that's it. That, no, yeah, you don't really exactly. Know, you don't really know what else. Because, like, everything else are just, like, third-party games, basically. Right. There are other... There are other games uh, that I, even I can't name at the moment who, that are Sega. I can name some Dreamcast ones like uh, Jet Force. No, Jet uh, Jet Grind Radio. Jet <laughs> Grind Radio is a Sega game. It's like a what about it's, Crash? It's like a graffiti game. Crash Bandicoot is Sony, yeah. dude. You're you're so out of your element oh, here. Oh man, so you're so out of your element. I thought that was uh, the the Sega handheld gaming system, or that came out. No. Okay, my bad. No. Anyway, so so Sega is releasing these games uh, for mobile devices, and they're releasing them free. You can pl- download them for free, play them for free. They do have ads, which are quite frequent. Like after every level or after every death, you know, you get another ad or two deaths, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. But uh, if you want to purchase it, you have the opportunity to do that too for like two bucks, and you don't have to look at any of the ads. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of a, a new thing that Sega is doing. And I, yeah, you're right. This is a good thing that a company like this is doing it. Because Sega's not in the hardware game anymore. That's clear and evident. They failed at that too many times. Yeah, what is it? Like PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo still has a hold on the... Oh, they do. They do. They, they, they still do. have a good portion of the market. I mean, they're, they're classic that is still holding on very well. They still have the handheld market, Mike. They've got the 3DS, which is very popular, and they have the Nintendo Switch, do which is Pokemon doing very well. saved their lives with the handheld do you think no, po- it didn't because Pokemon because the Game Boy was already popular before Pokemon came out. Yes, but for the DS to keep the handheld system alive for Nintendo, do you think Pokemon kept? No, them alive? I don't. I think it was numerous titles that helped okay. to keep it alive. Pokemon didn't hurt. Sure, it helped. Oh, but it I helped think, a lot. But I don't think Pokemon saved it. I don't think they'd be drowning without it. Everyone that I talked to is just like, oh, the DS Pokemon. Like that's where they go right in there right away. I think of Zelda games when I think of... They had oh. a DS Zelda game or 3DS Zelda games or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Mario games? I mean, come on. True. So it's... Nintendo would be nowhere without their first-party games. I don't think anyone has better first-party games than Nintendo. I think yeah, that's... Yeah, they created they the best Sony. characters ever. They beat Sony. They beat Microsoft. But Microsoft and Sony, they have better third-party support. So that's what's keeping them... And they're in an arms race while Nintendo's trying to redo, re-visualize the game with the Switch making it handheld and a console. And uh, the 3DS is all portable. So I think Nintendo is always ahead of the curve with they some do. things. They're trying to push new technology and different ways to play the game. With the Nintendo Wii, they, they had some of the first virtual reality games. Virtual the, reality? Yeah, in the 90s. They had tennis. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Virtual Boy? Yeah. Oh, gosh. We don't talk about that. They were it, pushing, but that was a mistake. It, it, I mean, it caused a lot of problems with people's health, but but they, they're they were pushing tr- boundaries. Trying to push. Right, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that was, uh, that was it. Yeah, Sega with the full games. I've already downloaded and played quite a few. I'm getting further and further in Altered Beast as, uh, as I play it more often. I, I don't think I can play Sonic, to be honest with you. It's too awkward. I need to get into some kind of game. I'm I'm just not a gamer, man. Like yeah, you need okay. to you need to break me somewhere. Okay. Maybe I, I need to. Like, <laughs> I think I like Madden. I think I could get into. Okay. All right. Xbox Madden. 
Well, Michael, that is it for our time tonight. Uh, we really want to thank Off the Vine again tonight. It's been it's a it's packed tonight. It, I mean, it, it's, it's a Friday awesome. night, so it's packed, loaded. We're gonna have live music here momentarily. So thank you to Off the Vine again. It's 15 South Main Street in downtown Minot. Uh, I walked here. That's how close I am. I, yeah, love I know. It. I so saw. Great. I was like, oh, is Vince going to drive here? No. <laughs> I see your car parked right outside <laughs> your apartment when I walked in. Yes. So anyway, uh, you come to Off the Vine. You get great wine. You get tapas. They have tapas. I don't know any other place in town that you can get tapas. Yeah. I Beats me, man. So Off the Vine, great place to go. I encourage you, come on out and uh, Great little enjoy. entrees. Uh, great wine, and they have good beer as well. Uh, Well, that is it for today. Uh, We'll be back again next week, and uh, that's going to be our our episode before I go on vacation to Florida. So, yeah, boy. Man, is that that for your anniversary? No, we're going to Florida just to go to Florida, although I should throw that in that it's for our anniversary. (laughs) Even though it's early, our anniversary is not until August, but it's close. Because we're coming up on a year for us. Year for you what? Dating? Our state of knowing. Oh, for our state of knowing. Yes, I know. This, we technically, we're going to hit a year before we hit a year's worth of episodes. Because there were a few weeks here or there that we didn't have an episode. Yeah, exactly. I think there's five at most. Yeah, something like that. So yeah. we're going to ha- yeah, we're gonna hit a year and we're going to celebrate with 52 episodes. We'll, maybe we'll do Antler at 52 episodes or something. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're going to go through and listen to all of our episodes and like take clips out. No, I'm kidding. We'll do a best of, yeah. Yeah, do a best of. Oh, jeez. I used to have to do that at my old radio job. It was <laughs> a nightmare. Time consuming, let's say. Yeah. Well, this is Vince Azzarello. This is Michael Power. And, and this, this is, is our State, State of Knowing. knowing.